every time I go to a party, you bring something. And yeah, you can bring alcohol. But then I thought, maybe I should bring some food. Do I bring, (laughs) not a casserole, but do I bring something? You should totally bring a casserole to a sex party. That would be awesome. Welcome to Two Hot Wives. A podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey hotties, I'm Ams. And I'm Kat. And we're the two hot wives. So we are still on our little break, getting ready for season three, which will launch the first Wednesday of April. Very excited. Yeah. So put it on your calendars. Mm -hmm. We've been doing some interviews. We have. Trying to do a little prep ahead of time. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing season and we have a ton of travel coming up mm-hmm. ecap uh-huh. palm springs palm springs in june i love it mexico at desire in july mm-hmm. end of july um, kind of july, into august, august right right yeah. at, that, at that uh junction right there and the bliss cruise in november and i think you know we need to come up with some more travel in between i really want to go to nashville Nashville would be so much fun. And I love Austin. Yes. Two places where I think we should try to set something up. Yeah. Dear listeners out there, if you happen to live in either Nashville or Austin and would like to host a meet and greet for us, let us know <laughs> that you're there and what your that. availability is because we have no problem flying sort of last minute mm-hmm. to to get to you. So it's still winter, it's still fucking cold. We've been doing a lot of skiing, though. The skiing is fun. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And we went to a Galentine's Day celebration. That was really a lot of fun. One of our friends planned a Galentine's night for just the girls. It was amazing. And, uh, and a couple of the ladies who were there said, oh, yeah, I've got a work Galentine's thing, or I've got a, you know, Galentine's with vanilla friends, but like... This is so much more fun. It was was so funny because we are in a back room, but the doors are open. And I think, I don't think there was anybody there to hear us, but we were talking freely. Oh, very freely. (laughs) And a little bit loud. And, but the staff there was so great. I mean, they'd come in and they smile and they served us with friendliness and it was great. I'm sure they were just getting an earful. That's all right. All night. We probably made their night. I'm sure. Yeah. That and the tips. (laughs) It was good. It was a lot of fun. No, it was a it was a blast, and we are hosting our third house party in mm-hmm. like just over a month. Yep. Um. So we're getting all ready for that. We're learning from the uh, the previous ones. Yeah. The yeah. do's and don'ts. Yeah. So so tonight we're releasing bonus content uh, that we had previously recorded about house parties. Mm-hmm. And and those of you who've listened to our entire library know that house parties have been quite an evolution for us. Right. It's uh, not something that we typically enjoyed going into lifestyle and, and, you know, sort of open marriage, sex positive events. They right. do, tend to be a little bit sexist Ugh. and yeah. a lot of pressure to play with people you've never met before. Yeah. Our parties are a lot more girl friendly, I think. I think so too. We're really sort of on a mission to create the ideal house party for women. For women. No pressure. Lots of spaces where we just hang out and talk. 
mm-hmm. and great themes yes. that have nothing to do with whores or <laughs> pimps and whores. Oh, and <laughs> I saw one that went out the oh. other day and it was oil barons and cowgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So the theme for our upcoming party. Dirty Disney. Yes. And it's shockingly fun. I think it's going to be great. To prepare for. So we're getting all our decorations together. Mr. Ams is going crazy with the decorations and that's kind of his thing i mean he 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 is the he is the party decorator Mm -hmm. yeah he buys all kinds of stuff and we have to figure out what to do with it it. (laughs) i bought this tapestry where do you want to put it (laughs) in the basement in the crawl space And we've got, I've got my costume. How's your costume going? My costume is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you, what, do you want to tell me what you're going? I'm going to be Snow White. Love it. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. My costume is a little, um, not sweetie, sweet Disney. Yeah. Snow White. It's, um, it's a little, it's a little edgy, a little different. A little edgy. Yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be fun. I, I hope it all comes together. I know. I know. I'm getting all the pieces. I'm doing my bedazzling. That's awesome. That's I. <laughs> and I, yours? I've. I am going as a very naughty Alice in Wonderland, and uh, I have my go-to Etsy costume creator. <laughs> this is the second costume I've gotten from her, and it's gorgeous. It's like this basically bedazzled bra with like uh, pearls and a little cameo and and then a tiny little skirt and a little apron and uh, <laughs> one of uh, one of our friends had come to our last party and she was wearing a blonde wig which she left along with like there's probably 30 items that people left. Oh, that's, that's the funniest thing is the day after the, last the party is walking around cleaning everything up and the, the crazy things that we find yeah. <laughs> all over the house. Anyway, I saw her at Galentine's and I was like, I'm wearing your wig <laughs> to the party. I hope she that's She didn't even okay. remember that. She left, left it. it there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's, uh, we're super excited about the, the house party coming up and, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we'll give you some tips or tricks in case you are planning your own house party or planning to attend a house party. Yeah. So let's play that episode. Hey hotties, I'm Kat. And I'm Ams, and we're the two hot wives. Tonight, we are revisiting the house party. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I re-listened to that episode a while back, and I'm not sure we really did house parties justice because we didn't have that we didn't have much experience. in the way of experience yeah. at the time. And we have learned so much a lot. <laughs> since then, including hosting some crazy crazy phenomenal house parties like over the top big theme parties with 50 people mm-hmm. but you know tonight we're going to go into planning what kind of party you want to have how many people should be in it planning your play spaces and your no play spaces which is really important mm-hmm. and just a few other tips and tricks to make sure that you have a really phenomenal house party female centric Fe- yeah house party one that you would actually want to go to and play in and if, play if that's your thing absolutely so cat what were your thoughts on house parties before we started actually hosting our own 
Anxiety. Anxiety? <laughs> well, anxiety producing. Yeah? Tell yeah. me more. Why? Well, because house parties that I have been to, I didn't know what to expect. I maybe didn't know the host all that well. I was invited by someone who was invited by someone, you know, I didn't know what to bring, what to wear, what Uh was going to happen, how it was going to work. I I didn't know the rules. Yeah. I've never been to a party besides ours (laughs) where anybody, you know, gives you any kind of instruction on rules or, or anything like that. There was a, a party that I went to at one time, a pool party. Yeah. Where they sent out a very good email. Mm-hmm. That did talk about the theme and to please dress up and and all of that and that was pretty good, but there was no food at this party. Yeah. So I, I mean, at first I was thinking, do I bring a casserole? Do I bring <laughs> not a casserole, but do I bring something? You like, should totally bring a casserole to oh a sex God, party. That would be crazy? awesome. I know, but in my in my mind, every time I go to a party, you bring something, right. and yeah, you can bring alcohol. And we did because they had asked for that specifically. But yeah. then I thought, aside from that, like, wow, are they going to? bring all this food. Maybe I should bring some food. Sure. But I did not. (laughs) I thought that seems weird. I don't know. And there was absolutely no food at Mm. this party at all. I had expected like at least finger food. Yeah, something. Something. So we're drinking alcohol and haven't eaten anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a recipe for some really drunk and unhappy people. And I'm not saying they needed to provide food. But maybe a little note, no food will be at this party, so make sure you eat before you come. (laughs) We're not going to feed you. (laughs) We're not going to feed you, which is fine, you know, Mm -hmm. and I get it. They don't want to be responsible for feeding 50 people. Yeah. But I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. And me too. I feel like the house parties that I went to, especially really early on as we were exploring what we liked in the lifestyle, the attitude was we're just going to indiscriminately invite a bunch of people. They don't necessarily know each other ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And at one point, everybody's expected to kind of go into one big play space and play. And I've never, that's never been my thing. I don't like indiscriminate sex. I don't like having sex with someone I haven't gotten to know, at least gotten to know their names, right? Like (laughs) nobody had name tags on? Hey there, tap them on the top of the head. (laughs) What's your name again? (laughs) That's just, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they enjoy that and that can be fine, but you should probably let your guests know, as you said, like what to expect. And this is kind of the play situation. So if that's not your thing, maybe this isn't your party Mm -hmm. or something Because people want to feel safe, women especially, they want to feel safe, they want to feel comfortable before they're ready to to play or engage in anything sexual. And if you just throw them into the unknown, at least for me, that's a huge break. Well, and to be fair, this party, they did everything else right. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It was probably my inexperience I should have known or should have asked the person who was bringing us. But there was several different play spaces. There was plenty of areas to get away there. It was, it was actually really, really well done. Well, that's good. That's good. I remember you mentioned yeah. you had a really good time at yeah, that it was party. awesome. But let's like bring some sexy knowledge and how, if you're going to host a house party, how you can, you know, do it in a way that your guests feel comfortable. They feel like they know what to expect so that they don't end up in a situation where you were in where you're like, I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to wear. So maybe an extended version of just the tips. That's right. That's right. Everything you need to know about hosting a house party. 
All right. So tip number one. I think you have to decide what kind of party you want to have. Yeah, totally. Before you can plan it out, you really need to know what your objective is. Yeah. Do you want an eight-person accidental orgy? (laughs) Or an eight-person deliberate orgy? (laughs) Or do you want a great big blowout kind of party? And it really just depends on what you want and what you like. Yeah. I think an eight-person orgy party is awesome. But you have to be very careful on who you invite to something like that. Everybody has to know each other. Everybody has to be familiar as opposed to a 50 person, you know, 25 couple blowout party where it doesn't really matter because people could come and go and not even feel pressure to do something that they're right. So the bigger the party, if you're a newbie, the better. I agree. Bigger is not always better. It often is, but it's not always better. I think in the case of house parties, Personally, I think bigger is better because it takes the pressure off exactly. of playing. Exactly. If you go to an eight-person house party, you are expected to play. There's no place to hide. There's no place to go. You're expected to play. Well, and you may not be expected to play, but you're going to feel pressured. Yeah. Because it's very hard to say, you know, I'm really not feeling the vibe with any of you, so I'm going to go. Right. That's right. a hard thing. To say, and you probably wouldn't say it that way, but you feel pressured. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I've gone to parties like that and ended up making out with a girl because it was just like. (laughs) She was the only one you found sexy. I I found her sort of, well, sexy, but also like not threatening. (laughs) Like, you know, I can make out with this girl and that can be fun and sexy. And then I'm not feeling pressured to be with a guy that I don't know and I don't want to be with. So, you know, if you're going to host a small party, I would check in with every single one of your guests, let them know every single one of the other guests who are there Mm -hmm. so that if everybody's greenlit everybody else, then fantastic. And that's a great party. Yeah, it can be a really (laughs) fun orgy slash party. And you can do that, but know your guests, know what you're trying to get out of the experience. And Um, make sure they all know what's going on. Absolutely. I personally love the big parties. I do too. <laughs> if you have the space, if you, you know, have the friends, I'm a huge fan of the larger party because you can hang out in no place spaces and there's zero pressure. Well, and I think an important part of deciding what kind of party you want to have is what is your space like? What kind of sure. party can you accommodate? Yep. Can you have a great big party or do you need to have the little orgy eight person right. thing? You know? Right. Uh, Your space is going to dictate a lot of what you're able to do. Yeah. And I think there is like a middle ground. I've been to a couple Mm -hmm. parties that are maybe 12 to 14 people, somewhere in there, where they had a couple play spaces 12 to 14 people or 12 to 14 couples? 12 to 14 people. That's still pretty small. It's still pretty small. And it ended up that most people hung out in the common area, which became a more or less play area. So you couldn't really get away from it. Were there other places to play? There were. There were places that you could go away and play. And I think if they had sort of communicated some of the rules ahead of time and and done some of the tips that we're about to to go through, it could have been fine because I didn't know anybody at the party and I felt like a lot of pressure to take my clothes off and to kind of be really flirtatious with people who I wasn't super into. But I think you could have that size party with a couple of places to get away and and it could still be really successful. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Know your space. Think about how you're going to lay out 
your space is super important. And, you know, in terms of the type of party, other than just the play, the sex, you could have any kind of party you want. Yeah, right? we've done some really big theme parties. Mm-hmm. But I also think like just to come in a cocktail dress and, you know, sort of dressy attire would be really fun as well. Super fun. And we all have one of those little black dresses. Yes. The sits in the closet comes out once a year. <laughs> you might as well get some more use out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or it could be super casual. You could have like a Super Bowl party or a barbecue. A barbecue. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be costumey. It can be any level of casual or formal or or costumey that you want, as long as you're letting your people know <laughs> we were having uh, in uh, the dungeons when, when Mistress Justine was talking about a pajama party and oh. she showed up in oh, right. super sexy lingerie and everyone else was like in bunny slippers. So I, I would have worn the lingerie too, though. Yeah, probably. I, but I would have yeah. That that was what everybody was going to wear. There you go. That's why communication is so important. So we've got tip number one. What uh, kind of party do you want? How many people are you going to invite? Yeah. 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 And now I think we are into the planning part of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So tip number two, think about your no play spaces. And this is where I, in my experience, so many house parties fall down. Once the play starts... They don't have a space where people can go if they just want to take a breath. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just get away from the, you know, the play experience. Mm -hmm. And that can be where you have food and drink. I think that that makes a lot of sense because you don't necessarily want somebody getting it on right next to the (laughs) onion dip. (laughs) Wait, onion dip at a house party? Yeah, don't bring onion dip to a house party. This is a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother episode. What do you serve at a house party? Yeah. Well, nothing too stinky, nothing too gassy, nothing that can't like sit out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. None of that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There'll be none of that. Although we did manage to have sushi at both of our house parties by putting it on ice. I mean, again, this is entertaining 101. If you're going to have food out for a really long time, you have to think about either keep it room temperature, which is super easy, but limiting in terms of what you can put out there, or you have to have some way to keep hot food hot and to keep cold food cold, because I can't imagine anything worse than going to a a sex party and then everybody gets food poisoning. Well, okay. Sidebar, quick tip. Yeah. Think small serving plates because, and what I mean is like, you want to have backup in the refrigerator. You don't want to have all the food out Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the evening because when people stop playing and they want to go for a bite to eat, something that's been sitting there for two and a half hours is not not appetizing and it's not probably safe. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I would say, you know, plan to have a, a pullout of food somewhere in the middle of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Or let everybody know, hey, there's backups of all of this in the refrigerator. In the refrigerator. If you see that you need that, go for it. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you're at a play party, you don't want to have to like spend a bunch of time hosting, right? Where you're like- Well, that's why I say when you see some, when <laughs> when you tell your guests- Go ahead and just grab it out of right. the refrigerator. That takes that pressure, pressure off, of, off you. of you. If you see that something needs to be replenished, have at it. Sure. Go to the refrigerator and get what you need. Yeah, totally. It's all in there. Totally. You just tell your guests as they come. Yeah. Or as you're showing them all the awesome food that you put out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just say simple, there's backups in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for me to get them. Go ahead and grab them and if grab you see it. it needs to be yeah. done. Yeah. 
Well, and we invested in chafing dishes for this party so that we could keep the hot food hot with the little sterno and we and we used some of them and put ice on the bottom so that things would just stay hot and cold and we didn't have to worry about it so much and it wasn't that expensive we picked them up on amazon and Mm -hmm. and i was kind of shocked how cheap it was to get chafing dishes so yeah fun tip and now we have them for all of our future parties that's right it was an investment that's right okay so we talked about like a a no play space with the food and the drink right and We also need no play spaces for changing clothes. Yep. And maybe a timeout space. I'm a huge fan of the timeout space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a recommendation that someone who went to our first party had. You know, think about, is there a you know, an office, a a little closet, a laundry room even, or a garage where a couple can get away and have a conversation. How's the night going? Are you interested in playing with this couple who's approached us? Do we need to go home? You know, just a chance for people to talk through issues Mm -hmm. without an audience. Right. Because I got to say, even at the best house parties, there tends to be a little bit of drama, Mm -hmm. not for everyone, but there's always one or two couples that they are have some just kind of issue experiencing yeah. some level of drama. And you don't want them tying up the bathroom. That's right. You don't <laughs> want them in the bathroom the whole time. Right. Absolutely. So the first party we held was a heaven and hell party. And we put up a sign on the laundry room and I think in like the mudroom or something and said it was purgatory. purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> so you could go into purgatory and have that conversation, which was great. People yeah. did use that space. Mm-hmm quite a bit. Yeah. So that's our no play spaces. What about the play spaces? Those are very important. (laughs) If you are going to have a play party, a sex party, you need a space where people can have sex. And we spend a lot of time curating those spaces just right. Mm -hmm. They need to be sexy. Mm -hmm. You need to have linens and a clean set or two. Yeah. And towels. Yeah. Right. What else do we need? Well, so most of our play spaces were in a bedroom Mm -hmm. that just was logical. There's already a bed there, but uh, we did make sure they were clean. We took, and this was more for me than anyone else. We took like family pictures out of those spaces because I don't want to look at my aunt Judy (laughs) when I'm banging a dude. Like that's not fun. That's not sexy. So we, we kind of made the rooms a little bit more generic. We made sure there were linens on the side of the bed and towels in case people wanted to, you know, put a towel down on the space. Mm -hmm. There were not a lot of changing of the linens. And honestly, I don't feel like I've fully figured out the best way to accommodate that. How to get people to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked about putting multiple sheets on the bed with some kind of like waterproof barrier in between so people could pull them off. Like (laughs) That just seems like a lot of work and expense and... Yeah, we don't have a good solution. Mr. Amps was hoping somebody sold like sheets on a roller like they have at the doctor's (laughs) office. Paper (laughs) sheets, a little crinkly. Well, not paper sheets, like, 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 like cloth, cloth cloth on a roll. Yeah. So any, you should invent that. Total. Well, any swinger entrepreneur out there that is looking for a new idea, it's yours. You can have it. We need the swing that is in the shower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we need. Roll away linens, linens for the bed. That's right. There you Perfect. Go. Somebody want to invent that? We will plug the shit out of it that's on right. our show. For a small cut. <laughs> right. That's right. 
<laughs> what else? The lighting is super important. That's exactly what I was thinking. You yeah. know, we have lots of red light bulbs or mm-hmm. purple, whatever color you like, you yeah. know, just to give the whole room a different hue. I think some of the rooms that we have here have their own sort of The hue lighting. light strips. Yeah. yeah so the, I, the LED light strips are super fun. We do have Philips hue, but there's a lot of, of other brands out there that you can set to all different colors. You can make them dim, you can make them brighter, and they add a lot of ambiance. And if you don't want to go to that much trouble, colored light bulb can do mm-hmm. the trick too, because Absolutely. you don't want these rooms to be super bright either. So you only That's need right. like one lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the little um, the little galaxy projectors oh, those are, great. are fantastic. They're not that expensive. Maybe $30. You get them on Amazon. You probably get them all sorts of places and they add a ton of ambiance. Yeah, those are great. I'm a big, big fan of those. What else? Oh, Music, sound, maybe this is personal preference, but I much prefer to have like a soundtrack going right. when I'm having a play experience. No, I love that. Yeah. Music is essential. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a little portable speaker that you can put in different rooms, you can have different music playing, although you don't want like cacophony, right? You don't want a ton of different music playing in all, in the, all the different, different spaces. spaces. What else is essential? Condoms. Mm-hmm. And I- lube. And lube. And a tiny little trash can. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Otherwise, you may be like searching for the little lost soldiers behind the bed. Most people are really good about disposing of their condoms, but not everybody. Right. And if you have a sump pump, I don't know. What, what, oh, yeah. If you end you up have, putting them down the, the toilet, it can, you can be a have problem. a real problem on your hands. That's a right. Real plumbing issue. Right. If you want to be really Martha Stewart about it, <laughs> a tiny little trash can that has like a one of those lids that just sort of pop open, they swivel open. So they're super easy to use, but then you're not staring at a giant trash right. can full of used up condoms. <laughs> And, and you go through a lot. Like, this is not something I realized pre-lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't really realize that much about condoms pre-lifestyle. But in one play experience, you might go through three or four condoms because you put it on, you play for a little while, maybe you take a break, move on to something else. Change positions. And guys want to take it off during that. Yeah. I get that. So you might go through three or four condoms per person in a play experience. You add up all the people at the, the house. It does a lot of condoms. Yeah, you don't want that all going Mm-mm. down your toilet. Mm-mm. That's no good. Maybe a box of tissues too. That's a good idea. Box of tissues. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need a great big towel. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing about the play spaces is they can really be configured in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned from from our first house party to the second is that for me, I like more intimate spaces. I like the idea of getting away where it's just me and my partner, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just me and my partner and Mr. Ams and my partner's partner. But I'm not a huge fan of the big great group big room sex with everybody kind of. just all over yeah so the way we set up the playrooms for the first party tended to be a single bed in a room we also we have a big shower <laughs> so we let people play in the the shower and the hot tub but what i found was for a lot of people they enjoy 
the larger group sex experience. So we made sure in the second party that we set up one room that was basically just like wall-to-wall futon mattresses Mm -hmm. so that a lot of people could play all together. I did not step foot in that room. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) But a lot of people really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. It got a lot of, of play. So think about different ways to configure play spaces. One thing we did that I thought was great Mm -hmm. was play with the different levels, right? So you have a bedroom in the basement that we set up as a sexy play space. Mm -hmm. The bed sits very high. The Mm -hmm. big queen size bed sits very high. That's a king. But then, oh, is it a king? It's a king. It's a lot of people on that bed. The king size bed (laughs) sits very high. But then we also took a twin size mattress and put it in the corner. Yeah. Sort of like another space where you could literally be playing in the space and not see the people up on the big bed. It just right. sort of gave that layer of separateness without really being completely separate. Yeah. And a twin size bed, you might think that's not very sexy, but we we put the twin it size nice, bed got a lot. It of got action. a lot of use, and we put nice linens on it, and we put some blankets and some pillows all around, and made it look like a cozy little nook. Yeah. So being a little creative with the space that you have. Mm-hmm. Is really important. Yes, you're right. You could set up spaces that still felt kind of intimate, but with a little bit of separation, you know, a curtain. We found <laughs> we found on Amazon you can buy these curtains that are basically on tension rods. So you can create separation of space without having 15 bedrooms. I don't have 15 bedrooms in my house. So you can set up multiple play spaces in the same room with, you know, a little bit of level separation or a little curtain. The other thing that we did for the most recent party was to set up a show bed. Oh, that was cool. It was. And again, not really my thing. I'm not a huge fan of having sex in front of a whole room of people. But it got a lot of use. And part of the reason we did it was we had such a large group of people. It felt like there were people who wanted to play and they didn't have access to play spaces. So we were trying to add more play spaces and the show bed came up as an idea. So literally in the basement, in the sort of dance floor bar area, we set up a queen size bed and we got these tension rod curtains that were super, we put super gauzy curtains so you could see through them, but it gave a little bit of privacy, a little bit of obscurity to the person in it. Right. I could see that there were people playing there, but I couldn't tell who it was. Right. And that was super popular. People really liked to play in that space. Until they came out with a big smile on their face. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it was oh, you. so cool. You guys looked really hot. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So that was a, a popular space. We also set up the massage uh, oh, tables. That they- I thought was really cool. Yeah. So we set up these two massage tables in this space. And this space was kind of a walkthrough where mm-hmm. you could go through to get to the hot tub. Right. So it wasn't super public, but yet it wasn't super private either. And we had the table warmers Mm -hmm. and the actual sheets that are for the massage beds, beds because you don't want to have, you you don't want sheets to be falling off. You want them to be fitted on this to make it comfortable and fun to play on. Yeah. But those spaces got a lot of play too. They did. And the nice thing about that space is you really couldn't fuck in it. No. Do you know what I mean? They're not designed to hold two people. So I thought it was a nice space for foreplay and Sexy, light play. sensual yeah. play that wasn't going to, you know, just sexy, sensual play. It was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there were some newer couples who weren't sure that they wanted to play, but like getting a massage on the massage table was fun and hot and the furthest they wanted to go that night. And there was a space for that. So I loved, I loved seeing people just, you know, going to whatever their level was and feeling perfectly comfortable. If all you want to do is watch, if all you want to do is have a massage, if all you want to do is dance and eat good food and drink good cocktails. And hang out with sexy people. That and was maybe all available. Play with your own partner even. Mm-hmm. Nothing says that you have to play with other people mm-hmm. at these parties. If you don't find a connection and you don't feel it, Take your partner by the hand and go have some sexy fun. Oh, yeah. I uh, was taking a little break in the hot tub at one point, and I saw this super hot couple who have, you know, uh, they've had a little bit of trouble navigating house parties. And I could see them from the hot tub having sex with each other. And it was super hot for me to kind of watch them. And they looked like they were having an amazing time. So, yes, you can absolutely just have fun with your own partner, maybe play around a little bit with exhibitionism if that's your thing and have a great time. Okay, so that is play spaces. Tip number four, communicate the rules to your guests. This is really important. I think it's probably the most important part of having a house party. To, you know, your earlier story, the the part that made you the least comfortable, the most anxious is you didn't know. You didn't know what was expected. First of all, the rules can be whatever rules you want to have in place. It's your party. You're opening up your house or your space. If you want a rule of it's 10 o'clock, get naked or get the fuck out, that's fine. As long as everybody knows that that's going to be on there. If if that's, <laughs> that's the, the way rule. you want to do it, just let your guests know ahead of time because I wouldn't go to that party. Right. It doesn't sound fun for me. And if that's the party that I got invited to, I would say, have a great time. I'm going to Netflix and chill tonight. <laughs> That's just not my thing. So decide what the rules are. You know, for our party, we had our no play spaces. We had a leave the door open rule. Mm -hmm. And that was one that we had to enforce a couple of different times. But we just felt like... You know, when you're serving alcohol and you've got a lot of people in the house, you just want to make sure everybody knows that like eyes could be on you at any time. And we're all kind of taking care of each other. We're all kind of looking out for each other. It's a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to leave the door open at all times. We talked with our guests about consent issues and the importance of getting an affirmative consent. In fact, so much so (laughs) that (laughs) from party one to party two, there were some guests that came back and said, you know, I really wanted to have a space where consent is just implied. And I could go into this space and basically anybody who wanted to come in could approach me, could touch me. I would tell them no if I wanted to tell them no, but it was like an implicit yes. And I struggled That's with- That's interesting. Yeah, I struggled with that a lot. So, But if it's clearly marked and you tell everybody, if you walk in here, anybody- Anybody who's in here is going to think that it's okay to touch you. Right. So you are going to have to say no. Right. And it's probably going to be after the fact. Right. (laughs) It's going to be a no after you've already been touched. So just know that going in. Right. And then whoever wants to go in will go in. Right. Yes. So it's a very long-winded way of saying somebody wanted a gangbang room. And we didn't really do it at the second party. But I, I thought about putting a rule in place that said, in this space- if you're here, you're basically taking all comers. You can, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just can't believe you just said that. I, you know, again, it wouldn't be a space that I would want to be in, but could I facilitate that space in a way that is safe where people who want to experience that? We have a lot of friends mm. who enjoy the idea of a certain amount of anonymity even, or a certain amount of, you know, if I am in the mood, I really, I would like the idea of someone I've never been touched before touching me. So, you know, could we facilitate that in a safe way? We didn't do it full on in the second party, but it's going to take some thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you communicate those rules super, super clearly ahead of time, I think it could be accommodated. So one thing we did in the first party and we kind of didn't in the second was we actually toured the whole house up and down. And the reason I liked doing that is I've been to some house parties and you get there and the host is like, oh yeah, there's play spaces upstairs. But you're not sure what's open and what's not. Is it okay to go in here? Is it not? Like I'm not going to walk up somebody's stairs and like go into their kid's bedroom, not knowing whether or not that's a a play Mm -hmm. space. So I felt like if we walked through the house, we, we had signs on doors too, to just reinforce what the rules are, which different spaces were okay and weren't okay. And uh, I got some mixed reviews on the tour. (laughs) Some people (laughs) thought it felt too sort of controlled, but maybe a little militant and scolding. (laughs) Yeah. I think it depends on on who the tour guide was. (laughs) <laughs> and I might smack you with my ruler if you get unruly. Right, 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 right. But really, it came from a place of I want people to feel comfortable going right. up these stairs, going into this room, understanding where they can and can't go, where the bathrooms are. Like, it's worse. You go to a party and like, you don't know where the bathroom is and you desperately have to pee. So it, it kind of came from that motivation. Yeah, I think it was a good idea for the first party, especially Yeah, the second party. We had a lot of people who had come to the first party, so they kind of knew where everything was. And maybe as you have more and more parties, you don't have to do that as much, but maybe just the newcomers. Yeah. We basically didn't make it mandatory. (laughs) It was mandatory on the first party. And if you'd been to the other party, you didn't have to do the tour. So we communicated the rules in a couple of different ways. We, We had a kick group going for people who are coming to the party and, and we put the rules in there. We told people when we when they got to the party through the tour about the different rules. And I think we even wrote them we did. down. We did. And I think this is really important because the more times someone sees something, the more it sticks in their head. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if they get it in a couple of different ways, they've one, know it's really important. Yeah. Because we've told it to you three times. Yep. Yep. But two, you know, they start to understand what the rules are and don't have to think about it because it's ingrained in their heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it seems like a party pooper thing. People had a really great time. I don't think anybody felt like there were any party pooper. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and like I'm thinking back to what you said when we recorded on dungeons, the rules made you feel safe in yeah. the space. And I feel the same way. It's like if I know what the rules are, if I know, you know, expected behavior, then I feel safer. And you know what happens when I feel safe? I get horny. You have a really good time. <laughs> you know, I need right. that base level of safety and comfort before I'm going to take my clothes off and play. It's scientific. Uh, Totally scientific. There are are scientific studies about all of that. Yeah. That's another episode. That's totally another episode. All right. Last tip. Ask for help. Oh, please ask for help. This is one of my favorite tips. And I think this worked out so great because when you ask others to help, 
then they are a part of the planning, a part of the party. They feel an ownership of what's going to happen and how it's going to go down. I think that is probably one of the biggest things that made these two parties successful. Yes. Yes. And how many times do you go to a party that has 50 plus people and the number of people who we had zero no shows Mm -hmm. and we had maybe only two couples cancel at the last minute. That's crazy. Yeah. Everybody wanted to come. Everybody wanted to come. Everybody showed up. Everybody took it seriously. Everybody was like really into the costumes and really into the theme. theme. Yeah. And everybody kind of got to know each other ahead of time too, which I thought was awesome. I mean, to be at this party was really, really fun, especially the second one, because Mm -hmm. I think the first one was fantastic. But the second one, people kind of got to know each other. We had a little pre-party brewery. Hey, we're going to go to this brewery. Anybody who wants to come, it'd be great to meet you ahead of time. Yes. And so many people came to that. I was really excited. And then just, you know, having the party itself, everybody knew each other. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those parties where you're standing around looking for that one couple that you know. Mm Mm-hmm. They had a chance to connect. Yes. So that is huge side benefit to asking people to help, help decorate, help bring food, help, you know, with themes or there were all sorts of ways that people were contributing and then they felt ownership of Mm -hmm. it. They felt like they were part of it. They felt like we all felt like we were building a community, which at the end of the day is a huge part of what we're about. So yeah, do not be afraid to ask for help. You will have a much better experience. You will enjoy it more. And so will your guests. Mm -hmm. So there you go. (laughs) Check your calendars, plan your next party. It is shit ton of work, but it's totally worth it. Absolutely. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening.